0: episode of pod 9 from outer space
1: cue the music so you chose today didn't you i did what what did we watch
0: well we were going to watch james taunt which we ended up feeling wasn't appropriate because it was more of a spice spoof. and uh
1: and it was also it was bad bad not good bad
0: yeah the, the thing was um cuz we we exclude anything that's supposed to be bad as opposed to the phoned in or accidental train wreck um so instead i went for a different eurospy film which was called secret agent Fireball
1: What I like about the title Is that The actual So this was a French-Italian co-production And the French and Italian titles Are basically just kind of Our man in Belgium That kind of yeah. fairly standard spy, spy film title Apparently that wasn't good enough For the US release
0: oh. They want more balls
1: They did though because the reason that they changed the name to something ball um was because um, its release was at a similar time to the James Bond film Thunderball. So they were trying to like cash in on that.
0: Oh, you mean British James Bond. I do. <laughs> that, is, that is beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So... What you end up with is this, frankly, very poor knockoff of of James Bond with just a tenth of the budget. So you get mostly, um, oh, you got you got a bit of helicopter action. There the yeah, there
1: was what? There was the secret rendezvous. There was. There was. Here's your gadgets. Mm-hmm. There was a car chase, there was sexual harassment.
0: So much sexual harassment oh, in that oh, place. Yeah. So
1: the the guy that played the star, whose surname was Fleming, which I actually quite liked. Yes. And um, the main character was um Richard Harrison. Not to be confused with Richard Harris. No. A man who turned down fistful of dollars. He was in the first Spaghetti Western that Morricone scored, but I guess he decided he didn't want to do that and said, Hey, you should hire this guy, Eastwood.
0: Well, he had no idea they were going to turn out to be good.
1: I suppose not. <laughs> but even so, um, yeah, apparently he liked to say that recommending Eastwood was his greatest contribution to cinema.
0: Hard to argue.
1: Yeah, having seen his IMDB, I'm inclined to agree.
0: Richard Harris was also um also got involved in Italian cinema but decided to work with Antonioni instead. He in,
1: did the good stuff. Yeah,
0: in Red Desert. Which is markedly different. So if you if you're stuck between watching if if there's only two films on your shelf and one is Secret Agent Fireball and the other one is Red Desert, probably go with Red Desert. Less (laughs) happens, but it means more. Yeah. Anywho. um,
1: Oh, yeah, he's also Agent 077.
0: Oh, yes. I love Agent 077.
1: Yeah. And also there was an agent who had been killed on the same mission called James Clark. Like, they're just... It's very obvious that they're just trying to cash in on Bond.
0: They are. Uh, there were lots of films in, made by the Italian film industry, probably churned out in the 60s, like, with actual double7 so Well,
1: yeah, know. it has its own genre name, doesn't it? Like, Eurospy, the whole mm. sort of... We're, we're gonna do Bond, but it's not Bond, but look, it might be Bond.
0: Yeah, I believe United Artists and Neon had to step in at one point and say, you know, copyright law actually exists. It's not a vague suggestion that you might like to go with. Don't use 007 again. Because we we have that. That's our thing. We know you've seen the films. Although, to
1: be fair, they took that from Elizabeth Spy Spymaster who used 007 because he was very sort of tudor version of astrology was like his big thing Mm. um so he chose seven because of angels and then just stuck two zeros in front of it basically yeah and that's why james bond is 007.
0: so the only reason that eon the fleming in united us avoided the lawsuit themselves is because Mercury was in retrograde and John D hiding out in a cave somewhere decided against it.
1: I have heard that.
0: Yeah. Fun bit of film trivia for you. So there isn't honestly I couldn't find that much interesting trivia about this one. Um the music was definitely interesting as a guy who um guy who worked with some of some of the greats like he worked with Marconi mm-hmm. and um Nino you know, Rota to name name the two most most prominent ones as well as working on Fe, with Fellini on Amarcord and, and other things so
1: so he was like the sound of italian cinema basically
0: yeah yeah he's been he's been connected to to all sorts um, he did some some work as a kind of musical uh, like director i guess picking some tracks and things like that in uh, godfather i believe which is impressive mm.
1: but to go back to this actual film mm. there have been a lot of very good closing lines yes in films i'm thinking particularly of clue the yes. movie
0: i was thinking casablanca but Clue's like, oh, so
1: like I... like you need a, you need a good closing line in your film you do and this one is no exception You make a perfect radio transmitter, darling. Yep. And then they kiss. Then they kiss. (laughs) There's just so much wacky hijinks combined with this is a very serious spy movie. Like at one point, he distracts some guards by somehow he got a string onto the handbrake handle Of this car. I don't know how he would have done that without being seen by the guards. Mm. But then he hides in the bushes and pulls the string, and the car rolls away, and they have to chase it.
0: It does. It's It's
1: very goofy.
0: Incredibly goofy. It's a goofy movie.
1: No, Goofy Movie was better.
0: Yeah, it was. Bear Songs. Um, Yeah, this one had a fairly. You know, it, it did the right spy movie musical things, but you're right about the about the tonal shift. Because while hitting a lot of the Bond things, the kind of presentation of of a lot of it didn't necessarily feel hugely Bondy. Oh God, no! Because Bond is like he's smooth. Yeah, and there's a there's a lot more kind of. I'm sneaking around this very unrealistic um supervillain base and stuff like that, but this felt yeah, much more Loki much more actually, you know th- here's the here's the Soviets, here's everything there,
1: yeah because they were hiding out in an abandoned villa which looked very like if you've ever seen something like Medici mm. it's very like I think it since it was from Italy it probably actually is an abandoned villa yeah but that's that is also the location of one of my favorite quips Hmm. because Mr O double seven (laughs) is asked whether he cares about his skin as in like you know your life not as in his skin skin Hmm. it says of course, but I'm renting it to my country.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: It's just such a powerful line. Mm. I just... I don't know. I wasn't that into the film. Just that one line. is like, okay, you get some points for that.
0: Yeah. Because on the whole, the dialogue is not good.
1: No. And I don't think it's just because of the sort of language barrier thing. Because it seems to have been done in English. Mm. And Harrison... English is his first language.
0: Yeah. There are some definite flubs. Some flubbers, shall we say? Some flubbers. Mm. Like what? Um was well, you know, people talking starting the conversation being like, Yes, I will start talking
1: Oh yeah, he actually comes. it's not just that those he comes into the room and says, I will join this conversation now.
0: Yep. Normal. <laughs> a
1: normal way of introducing yourself
0: That's my theory, that guy if um, I'm just calling that guy because I can't remember his name because... I don't think
1: he got a name, he's no. not the henchman
0: Miss, Mr. Hench um, I, I have a theory, he's wearing a wire the whole time and he's so nervous so he's just completely forgotten how people normally talk
1: it just wasn't
0: relevant to Harry's journey it was not relevant to 077's journey <laughs> and the more I say 077, it sounds like the start of some kind of helpline. <laughs> like, uh... Talk to Frank. Talk to Frank, or the, the Butterball helpline, except you're kidnapped by Russians. <laughs> and you don't want your turkey to get burnt, so you ring them mm-hmm. up and say, Hey, you know, come over, um, I, I need you to turn down the oven, stick in some more spuds, um... And, Base- and, based and maybe call the police because I'd like to I'd like to get out. Please, please. Barble was the uh, of course unauthorized sequel to Thunderball.
1: <laughs> I they left it in the oven that it became a fireball.
0: Yeah. There's a real a real issue. They had a they had a killer tagline um to go with it as well. They stuck a fork in him but he's not done.
1: okay oh yeah the the nuclear weapon thing yes the fact that we we learn very near to the end that this microfilm that they've been after has is it code to help build a nuclear bomb Mm. and the russians and the french well, I think it's the French who are helping the Americans against the Russians. Yeah. Both want to get hold of it. No idea where it's come from in the first place. Santa. But then the last scenes, like, oh, by the way, we're, we're, we're getting this code back from China <laughs> because we don't want to change the balance of the Cold War. Nope. Because <laughs> I, I feel like at this point, China would have been firmly on the Russian side. Mayhap. But in, in this reality, they're going to go up against Russia and the US, so we've got to stop them getting getting H-bombs.
0: Yeah, like, while, def- while there's definitely been Sino-Soviet tensions over the, over the middle of the 20th century, this is an inaccurate look at geopolitics. Shame on you, secret agent fireball. For shame.
1: I mean I think that's right anyway I'm mostly remembering the project I did on Trumanism when I was 15
0: uh, well if only the, the creators of Secret Agent Bible had read that <laughs> or anything
1: to be fair I, I think that I'm pretty sure they read at least one James Bond
0: yeah they, they read one James Bond and half of Tinker Taylor the back half
1: which does explain why they're terrible at set up and then things start getting good.
0: Yeah, it's not not especially great setup. up. Um,
1: we, did, we did learn a lesson from this film because we like to learn lessons. We
0: do like to learn lessons.
1: We learned that if you shoot someone in the leg and leave them for dead, they're probably going to come and get you.
0: Yeah, this isn't a civil war. People have actual medicine. They're like, oh, yeah, I've gangrened him. <laughs> He's gone
1: don't leave people for dead unless you've checked they actually are dead at which point you're just leaving a
0: body that's the message in a lot of films gotta say uh,
1: pretty much every action film yeah it's
0: just family's important um you know
1: rescue the ladies
0: rescue all the ladies which
1: all... he does do he rescues like three or four ladies
0: yeah some of the ladies get rescued
1: And they all have the same haircut because it's nineteen sixty-five.
0: Yeah. Um. And yeah, don't don't leave people for dead. Those are the things we learned.
1: Oh, also that if you drive into a fuel tank, it will go boom.
0: It do go boom.
1: (laughs) Although considering tropes, it could have easily been that the car would have exploded. Whatever he'd driven into. Yeah. But, you know, if there's a fuel tank blocking your way in the middle of the road, I don't know why it was there, but maybe question something and don't just drive into it.
0: I'm sure they questioned a lot in their final moments.
1: Mostly, why am I on fire?
0: Yeah, yeah, it does feel like it's the kind of situation where if you hit some soap, a pile of leaves, some crickets... An egg. It's gonna explode.
1: To be fair, if you run over an egg, the egg will explode. Just not in a fireball. Are you sure? I mean, I've i have never run over an egg.
0: Well then. But
1: I have thrown them. Well. No.
0: It's a different situation, isn't it?
1: Is it? It's, it's all blunt force. Or is it the compression between the tire and the road that's the issue? Yeah,
0: it's the compression. If you want to know the truth, you must compress.
1: What?
0: like um,
1: That could have been in a line from this film. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean there there is a some interrogation scenes.
1: True. But they mostly involve tie someone to a chair and slap them so hard that their wig visibly shifts. That was an odd moment. I thought it was her real hair, and then it wasn't.
0: Or it was her real hair, which they... and they hear so hard, her real hair flew off as an item.
1: didn't fly off!
0: Oh, it's not ready to leave the nest.
1: No, it's a fledgling.
0: Okay. Next time, need to need to give it some worms. Get <laughs> <laughs> some up in there.
1: So, what well, what was your favorite gadget? Because I know what mine was.
0: I really like the. Some um, an assassin's in the cafe and had a pipe, and then, brought a little little thing out of it, and it was like a pipe dart shooter. The pipe gun.
1: Yeah. was also my favorite it was so it was incredibly daft but it was also the most bond thing
0: in the whole film it's very good i think as i thought oh that's that's fun it's like i got a little radio transmitter because it looked like an aerial
1: yeah i thought it was a camera
0: like that would make that would be the right level of okay yeah that's the kind of thing that i can imagine um secret agents actually using in real life because that's the kind of thing they did it's mostly they mostly figured out ways to get small cameras and recording devices into, into well stuff.
1: yeah this is why microfilms are in every spy thing at this point
0: yeah it's just i mean basically it was it was all about efficient packing for them they were mm. you know if espionage didn't work out they could always do well removals. you know
1: we creeping up on tetris sort yeah. of wise.
0: I feel like we're always creeping up on Tetris.
1: When we're not Tetris creeping up on us,
0: yeah. It's how life goes. I'm glad. I'm glad we're on the same page with the pipe.
1: That was the best part of the film. That was the best. Part. It was also the first scene.
0: It was the first <laughs> scene.
1: So, where do you think this film goes on the camp scale?
0: I'd say it's pretty damn camp. Um, where does that scale go up to?
1: It goes up to Glastonbury. Ah, because there's nothing camper than field of tents.
0: That is true. I was, th- I was also thinking Heidi High. I
1: mean, that's a pretty camp show about a camp. Mm. I don't think it's quite at Heidi High levels.
0: Maybe it's half of that. De high.
1: Hyde. Just hide. Hide. Hide
0: from this film. Hide, because the spies will get you. <laughs> They're tiny blowpipes. They're tiny pipes in pipes. The pipe pipe. The pipe pipe. Beware the pipe pipe. Beware it, or it shall be your undoing.
1: If, if you appreciate us teaching you about the pipe pipe, you can support us at... Um... I'm going to double-check what it is. You can just edit that bit, right? No. (laughs) The computer's being slurred. Oh. And that was coffee, I just don't remember what it's slush. I should have bookmarked it. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, no. It's dash, isn't it? Oh, yeah. There we go.
1: If you appreciate learning about the pipe, pipe and the dangers of eggs you can support us at um ko pod9 help us to buy a pipe pipe
0: yes and with the money we raise we will get a pipe pipe and learn what happens when you compress an egg no what are you doing with the pipe pipe Oh, I've been hit with the pipe pipe. What you don't know is up my sleeve is a pipe pipe pipe. I've got as many as I need. And more. Oh no, they won't stop coming. Oh Oh no, it's made it's made another one of itself.
1: It's pipes all the way down.
0: It's the pipe continuum. At me. Help, oh, the pipes, the I I okay. <laughs>